truth and love. Come on, if you're online, join us in praising Him for a moment. He's worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. As we are opening, I just want to go to the Lord in prayer. Pastor Lucas is homesick today, and uh, probably this is the first time he's ever been sick from church that we can uh, ascertain. But let's just pray God heal his body and touch you. Can you do that with me right now? Jesus, you're the healer. We pray according to your holy word that you would touch today and heal Pastor Lucas, Lord. Bring strength to his body. Lord, refresh and renew him in your spirit, we pray. And believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to direct your attention to the book of Psalms, the 116th Psalm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? So good to see all of you today in the house of the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're joining us online, thank you for being here in person. Those of you that are here, amen, we welcome you. In Jesus' name. Psalm 116, I'm going to begin at verse number 1. I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because He hath inclined His ear unto me, therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I... Upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 10, I believe, therefore I have spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the court excuse me, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of the O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. I'm going to preach for just a little while, amen, on this title. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Father, let the living word preach the written word today, making my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Write those words upon every heart and life today so that we might apply and obey them. Open our understanding that we might comprehend the Scripture. Bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We pray it, believe it, expect it, and know that it is done in Jesus' mighty name. And would you say amen? You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you for standing for the Word. 
Now hopefully with the font style that you see on the title screen, and hopefully for the way I emphasize the word cannot when announcing my title, you have then certainly discerned that a certain phrase, although popular, is probably not true. If you're still wondering, the phrase I'm referring to is, God helps those who help themselves. How many ever heard it? By a show of hands. How many ever heard that phrase? Okay. I, I want to just explain something here for just a moment. That phrase is not in the Bible. That is not a proverb or a verse. In fact, the concept of that phrase is not in the Bible. In fact, the Holy Scripture teaches exactly the opposite. God helps those who cannot help themselves. You see, the Bible tells us to boldly approach the throne of grace, and we often stop there on that part of the verse, and we preach about that and being bold and confident before God, but the rest of the verse tells us why we are to boldly approach the throne of grace, so that we may find help in the time of need. Why else would I be approaching the throne of grace unless I needed some help? Amen. You've heard the scripture that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Well, that don't sound like you're helping yourself. If the phrase was true, God helps those who help themselves, why would we need God? If I could help myself and do it without Him, why would I need Him? The Bible tells us that in our weakness, we are made strong through Him. Sounds a lot like we need God in our lives. Sounds a lot like God is able, willing, and ready to help those who otherwise cannot help themselves. Now please don't take that to mean you can't do certain things in living for God. By all means, please do what you can do. In fact, here's my motto. I'm going to do what I can do and let God do what I can't do. Does that make sense? Amen. So these biblical principles and so many more illustrate that God does in fact help those who cannot help themselves. But here's the best part. Not only can I not help myself, neither can I atone for my own sin. I can't save myself. I can't become sinless and sacrifice myself. I can't pay enough money. I can't learn enough educational understanding. I, I can't become uh, wise enough. I can't preach enough, pray enough, fast enough, do enough good works to earn salvation. But God, as Ephesians 2, 4 says, who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Amen. Somebody say, but God. Romans 5.8 also says, But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I couldn't help myself. I was going down a path of sin. But God commended His love. 
But God shed his blood. But God quickened me together. Amen. And aren't you thankful for that today? Hallelujah. I couldn't help myself, but he helped me. Praise God. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Besides, do you recall what John 15 verse 5 says? If not, allow me to read it to you. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Notice the last part. For without me, you can do nothing. There's not a single thing. I don't care how smart I get. I don't care how much money I get. I don't care how many titles I have. I don't care what I achieve in this world. Without Him, I can do nothing. It's only by His grace that I'm standing in this pulpit today. For God alone numbers our days. God alone sets our lives in motion. Amen? Amen? I can't do anything without Him. It's why I tell people, don't pray to become a better uh, employee or a, a better dad or a better mom or a better husband or wife or a better person. Pray to become a better disciple of Jesus because if you'll become more like Him, all of those other facets of life will fall into place. I hope this don't shock you. I don't pray to be a better pastor. I pray to be a better disciple of Jesus because if I'll accomplish that goal and let Him work through me, I'll become a better pastor. Amen. For without me, you can do... At the very best, I'm a branch on the tree, on the vine, if you will, called Christ. But snap me off and I'm dead. You ever seen a tree branch snap off? It don't take it very long to start turning brown, does it? It don't take very long for it to start dying. But have you ever seen a branch get broke off, but the tree still grows and new branches come out? That's what he's saying here. I'm the vine. You're just a branch. In other words, learn our place. Paul was talking to him in, the, in 1 Corinthians they're, they're arguing and debating. Well, we're of Apollos and we're of Paul. And they're getting all bent out of shape about it and starting competitions and comparisons, which, by the way, are unwise. And Paul says, hold on a minute. Hold on just a second here. Who's Apollos? Who is Paul? One plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. He goes on to say in the fourth chapter of 1 Corinthians, he says, here's how you should regard us. As stewards of the mysteries of God. That word steward means under rower. That means the person at the bottom of the slave ship that's rowing the boat. That's how you should see me, Paul says. We elevate Paul, the greatest apostle in all of shoe leather. He said, I'm the guy in the bottom of the ship as a slave. Amen. Without me, you can do nothing. So what can I do then? 
Great question. I can submit myself to God. I can trust completely in His Word because it will not lie to me. And I can obediently live out my faith, pleasing Him. And if I'll do that, He'll cause me to bear much fruit. That's what I can do, and that's what I will do. I'll be the best branch I can be. And I'll stay connected to the vine because if I'm not, I won't produce anything. Amen? So the comprehensive theme of Psalm 116 is that God helps those who cannot help themselves. The psalmist, unknown to us, proclaims God's strength to save and deliver and heal. Whoever he was, he learned that even at death's door, God was the only one who can help. Man, money, and any and every other thing or person could not help the psalmist. God and God alone was his help when all seemed hopeless and he felt helpless. And the same is still true today, praise the Lord. But you know, we who are on this side of Calvary, we who are on this side of the New Testament, the psalmist didn't have the rest of the Old Testament. He didn't have the New Testament. He didn't have a Bible like all of us do today to open. But we know a lot about God, don't we? We know that according to Psalm 10, verse 14, God is the helper of the fatherless. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful today that in a mixed up world that is full of sin and debauchery, in a mixed up world where men aren't doing their jobs in the homes, that God is still the helper of the fatherless. I'm so glad that when you sit on these blue chairs, if you've had a situation where you had a father that didn't love you or treat you right or abused you or neglected you, that God is still the helper of the fatherless. I'm glad today to know that He helps those who cannot help themselves. Hallelujah. Psalm 46.1 tells us that God is a very present help in trouble. Not only is God in trouble, He's a very present help in trouble trouble. He's not just in trouble with you, lollygagging around, laying around in a hammock, worrying with you. He's a very present help in that trouble. That phrase very present means immediate. It even means before you ask. Oh, I wish somebody would let that get in your spirit like it did mine. Before you even ask, before you even realize you're in trouble, He's already there as a very present help. Because God helps those who cannot help themselves. I'm glad to know God is in trouble. You need to tell somebody that. Tell your coworker, tell your friend, freak them out. Say, you know, God's in trouble. Just, just see what they do. If they go, what? I thought you were a Christian. I am. He's in trouble. <laughs> Take him to Psalm 46, verse 1. Show it to him. He is in trouble. We know from both Old and New Testaments, 
Psalms, Isaiah, John, Hebrews, all tell us that God is our helper, which is another word for comforter. Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'll send the comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus also said, I'll go away, but I'll come again to you. So we know Jesus is the helper and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It's both prophesied in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New Testament. Why is he our helper? Why is he our comforter? Because he knows this world's going to have a lot of trouble and trial. I didn't give you this verse there, uh, Brother Howard, but, but in John 16, says, In this world you shall have tribulation. Guess what? In this life, folks, it's going to get bad and worse, and evildoers are going to wax worse. But Jesus said, In me you're going to have peace. Oh, by the way, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Listen, I, I can't go to your school or your job or your neighborhood and fix the problem. And can I just be honest? God may not either because he's already overcome the world. He's already overcome the spirit that is behind the thing that might be affecting you. But here's what can happen in the midst of that trouble, in the midst of that trial, in the midst of that need. God is already there as your helper. Before you ask, before you know you need it. In fact, if you're right now on a mountaintop experience and everything is just woohoo and great and this message isn't resonating with you because you're not in that valley, that's fine. But get ready because a valley is coming. And before you get to it, your helper is already there. <laughs> wow. So before you get there, not only is he a very present help, he's already beat you there. Wow. I've tried out giving God. It don't work. I've tried out blessing God. It don't work. I've tried getting to my problem before he gets there. It don't work. So I've just given up and let him be God. He has a thing about being who he is. So I'll let him be. We know from Psalm 72 and 113 that God shall deliver the poor and help him who hath no helper. Huh. Wow. You ever feel like nothing or nobody can help? You're not alone. But twice in the Psalms, the Bible says he'll help them that has no helper. Hmm. What a God. God hears our cries and helps and rescues us, Psalm 145, 19. So not only is he there to help, he hears our cry. Wow. In Isaiah 41, 13, this is what God plainly said. I, the Lord thy God, somebody say my God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. Hmm. Last night, in, in the storm that it hit, our two fur babies were babies. Dexter was all nervous. Oh, he looks big and bad, but don't let that fool you. 
He's all nervous. He's barking at the thunder, barking at the lightning, and he's all nervous. And, but but when, when his master, you know, just comforted him. Hear me out here. I'm not trying to you know, make up funny stories. I'm trying to tell you the same thing applies for us. Sometimes we're in that place where the storm is bothering us, and all we need is the master just to say, it's going to be all right. Uh, I know it's lightning. I know there's some thunder, but, but just uh, I'm in control. <laughs> You're safe. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch what Moses com- uh, uh, proclaimed in Deuteronomy 33, 26. He said that God rides upon the heavens to help you. Here's what that means. As swift as, if not faster than, lightning streaking across the sky, God rides upon the heavens to help you. That also means he oversees everything. Here's what else it means. I'm, I'm just giving you kind of what this verse means. Because uh, sometimes we need to read that. We're like, okay, he rides upon the heavens to help me. Okay, what's that mean? Here's what it also means. That's for everybody. That's for all 8 billion people right now. I might only be able to help one or two of you. But God can help people in China at the same time right now. And if somebody in Indonesia is crying out, and if somebody in Benin, Africa is crying out, and if somebody in Alaska is crying out, God can help every one of them at the same time. Because he rides on the heavens to help. There's not, mm, there's not a boundary that can keep him out. There's not a virus that can stop him. There's not a, a code that can, there's not a communism or any ism that can stop him from getting in and helping. He rides upon the heavens to help because God helps those who cannot help themselves. Hallelujah. I can't help you like that, but God can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Has anybody been helped by God before? Has anybody been helped by God in the last month? Has anybody been helped by God in the last week? Come on. Can we pause and just thank Him for being our helper? Glory. Glory! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, this is what I was telling you, Sister Alicia, Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy, Pastor Trevor. Pastor Lucas is supposed to preach the second half today. I'm going to be preaching part two of this in the second half. And while I'm typing my notes, I get to this point. This is exactly what I typed. I've got notes typed to preach. But I feel a pause in the spirit right now. And as I'm typing it, it's as if I could see the congregation on my screen. And God touching this one and God touching that one. And God ministering here and God ministering there and over here. And somebody online and that one over there. Amen. There's a pause in the spirit where God wants us to know I'm your helper. I know you're struggling. I know it hurts. But I'm going to hold you by my right hand and say, fear not. I am your helper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and here's what amazes me about God. Okay? When I type that, I have no clue how this service is going to turn out. But God does. God knows who's here. 
God knows who needs to be touched. I've learned a long time ago. Man, when God does something, Myron is stepping out of the way. <laughs> Take your liberty, Jesus. I mean, he gave me notes, but he's the boss. I remember one Sunday, man, I had everything prepared, bro. I had it all typed out, nice, great, you know, alphabetized, the whole, everything, just wonderful, ready to go. I get to the church, I'm praying, getting ready to have church, and we had prayed with the opening team, and it's ready to start service, and God says, preach something else. And I say to God, I don't have any notes for that. <laughs> no joke. He says, use mine. Touche. Okay. You are the boss. So God knew. God knew. I, I want to emphasize that. God knows you by name. Listen, if he sees sparrows that fall and makes sure that they're fed and taken care of, how much more are you important to him? His prized creation. If he numbers the hairs on our head, don't you think that if he knows that detail, that he also knows some details about your life, maybe that you haven't told, maybe that you haven't told anybody, maybe that's just stored up right here in your heart and you're like, nobody knows, but I'm here to tell you, God does. God sees you. God knows you. And he's telling you this morning, I am your helper. He's not expecting you to do it on your own. Wow. Sal, can you come here? Come here, bro. I want you just to, just to start walking. Come here, right behind him. Here's, here's what God does. Not only has he gone before you, but he also has two things following you. Turn around and keep walking. He's got, he's got surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Amen. Just, just take a walk up the aisle here. Even if, even if you go through a hard time, he, he can turn around and goodness and mercy are still there. Even if he falls down over here, goodness and mercy are right there with him. But wait a minute, that ain't all. The Bible says God goes before us. Uh, amen. And so God also leads. And so while God is leading Brother Sal and walking him in different places, goodness and mercy is still behind him. And goodness and mercy. Oh, come on. Thank you. Let me tell somebody something today. God wants you to know I'm your helper. You're not alone. You may feel alone. You may feel destitute. But God helps those who cannot help themselves. He's not forgot you. He's not neglected you. You're His. You're His own. Listen, if we can understand it, those of you that are parents, I doubt any one of you would want to just get rid of your kids. Oh, sure, there might be times. But it's short-lived because when reality slaps you back in the face, you're like, whoa, okay. All right, this is a bad thought. Okay, I want them. If I know how to good, good, give good gifts to my own children 
and I'm an evil father, how much more? How much more does God want to help His own? God helps those who help, or cannot, excuse me, who cannot help themselves. He's here for you today. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God is telling you, I'm in trouble with you. I've never left you nor forsaken you. Uh-uh. The psalmist David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. God is with me in the valley. Ha-ha. Mm. He's my helper. God is reminding somebody right now. In fact, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's restoring some strength right now. God is restoring and renewing some strength right now. I see the joy of salvation being renewed and restored right now. I see God lifting up someone's head right now. Psalm 3, 3. He's the lifter up of mine head. I see it happening in the Holy Ghost right now. I want us just to lift our hands and begin to pray right now. Pray for yourself. Pray for somebody next to you. Pray for a loved one that isn't here yet. Pray for an empty chair for somebody that you want to see here. Pray for somebody you know that needs help right now. If it's you, pray for yourself. If it's for somebody else, pray for them. God helps those who cannot help themselves. He in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm telling you, something just happened in the spiritual atmosphere right now. There's people online that God just touched right now. Hallelujah. There's empty chairs that won't be empty much longer. I wish I had time to tell you of the text messages I've received this week of God touching and dealing with people. Amen. All over this city. Hallelujah. God's drawing people. Come on, I see prodigals waking up in pig pens right now. Oh, come on. This is the Father's house. We're getting the robe out. We're getting the ring out. We're getting the fatted calf ready. We're getting the sandals ready because some prodigals are coming home. God helps those who cannot help themselves. Glory! You see it out there on our wall in our admin wing, the Church of Omaha. We are a spirit-filled church where everyone, everyone, I don't care what background they come from, where everyone can be transformed by the hope and healing promised through Jesus Christ. 
That's what this is all about. People finding hope. People finding refuge. People finding healing. People finding strength. Because God helps those who cannot help themselves. One more time, can you thank the Lord with me right now? Hallelujah! Glory! You're my helper. You're the lifter up of my head. Jesus. 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 Come on, if you need something from the Lord right now, I want you to stand to your feet and lift your hands and receive what God wants to do right now. Come on. I've got notes to preach. I'll preach them in the second half. Come on, God, right now is ministering. Right now. Touching right now. Come on, I want you to be sensitive. If you feel to go pray with somebody, move around and go pray with them. Lay hands on them in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's believe God to do a miracle today in this place and online right now. Jesus. Lord, pour out your healing, pour out your strength, pour out your deliverance, pour out the touch of God right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Come on, let's move in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus' name. Pray for him. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, God's touching right now. God's ministering right now. Yeah, Jesus. He's your helper. He's your helper. He's your helper. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, we speak your word. We speak in faith. We believe right now. Hallelujah. We thank you right now, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, God is moving on this place right now. Come on, if you're watching online, God's touching you. Testify about it in the comments. Come on, God's ministering right now.
How many of you feel like God's done something already in your life this morning? You felt a, a touch of the Lord already. Go ahead, lift those hands. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you want just a little bit more? How many of you wouldn't mind a double portion this morning? <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, let the Holy Ghost. Ah! Yeah! Jesus Christ makes you whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Howard, would you put up, just stay standing with me. I'm, I'm almost done. Put up verse one again. I love the Lord. How many of you love him this morning? But watch what the psalmist says. He gives us the why. Because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. In other words, he cried out for help and God helped. He goes on to say, he hath inclined his ear to me. Verse 2. In other words, God tuned in to the frequency of my need. Mm. Mm. There was no static on the line. He didn't have to say, can you repeat that please again? He knew exactly what it was. Hallelujah. Notice verse 3. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. We know God already did because he says, thou hast, that's past tense. But he's just telling you what he did. He's testifying. Hallelujah. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to move into our second half momentarily. By the help of the Lord, I'll preach the rest of this in the second half. But some of you are going to leave here today. You walked in with a present problem, but it's, you're going to leave praising God because it'll be a past tense thing. You came with a burden, and you're leaving with a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time, let's lift our hands and voices to the Lord and thank Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb. Yay. Praise and worship and pray as long as you'd like. Amen. Come back in 10 minutes for our second half in Jesus' name. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory.